Winnipeg Jets fans, it is almost time for the Jets to start really considering who they're going to be taking at 14th overall in this year's NHL prospect draft. I've got a couple of guys that I think are worth spotlighting, especially on the defensive side. We'll talk about what some of these prospects bring, and we'll also update you later on in the episode about the current NHL playoff standings um, and who you should be rooting for to advance to the conference finals, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay tuned to the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, megaphone odyssey and as you can see youtube we've got audio and video versions of this podcast available for you on your favorite platforms we're available for you 24 7 every weekday so give us a like follow and a subscription because we really appreciate your support before we get underway with tonight's episode i just wanted to uh, shout out our wonderful friends at bet online um, they have you covered the season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online it's where the game starts Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about how you can take part in BetOnline's awesome online betting action and why they really are your number one source for all of your online betting and sporting needs. Now, talking about the Jets, uh, obviously, the biggest question for Winnipeg right now remains the head coaching search. That hasn't really changed, and there's not really been any updates on Barry Trotz's availability. All we know is that he is finalizing his interviews and that, uh, as far as anyone knows, the Jets are still one of the top picks for uh, candidacy. I do think that, um, you know, the longer that this goes on, the less confident I am that the Jets are actually going to be getting trots, which, uh, you know, I think for a lot of you would probably make you panic. But uh, I, I think from my perspective, not getting trots is not the end of the world. I do think it would not be great, um, especially if some of the head coaching candidates out there start to get picked up and it leaves the Jets with very few good options, but I feel like this year uh, there will be some good candidates and guys that I think the Jets should be willing to take a punt on. Uh, be more progressive, be more forward-thinking. If Trotz goes to a team like Vegas, so be it. You know, Winnipeg gave them their best their best pitch, uh, and and it's up to his camp to decide. But you know, from my perspective, it is what it is. You know, let's just focus on the future and move on and find the next really good candidate because I do think that there are some guys who might be even better fits for the Jets than um, than Trotz. So obviously, Claude Julien being one of my personal big favorites, uh, but maybe Pascal Vincent wants to give a shot to the Jets. We'll see. But in the meantime, I kind of wanted to talk about one of the bigger uh, topics in Jets land, of course, which is, uh, you know, the, the Jets have always been like a draft and develop team. So when it comes to NHL prospects and picks, obviously this is a very crucial time for the Jets. Uh, we've talked about Frank Nazar, and I believe we also covered uh, another prospect. I want to say it was um, Brad Lambert. Um, and then there was one other guy that I think we profiled a, a couple of weeks ago. But 
now it's kind of time to talk about a couple of other players that I think are really worth spotlighting. And, and you know, this this draft class has some interesting choices. Uh, and at like 14th overall, Winnipeg will probably have at least two to three really high-end names that are going to bring something uh, pretty unique to the Jets, even if they have some notable cosmetic flaws. Now, let's start off with the first name uh, that I think a lot of people are really interested in, and that is Connor Geeky. Now, Connor Geeky has been playing for the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, he has been one of their top offensive performers, uh, and and obviously a lot of people who have watched the ice are, are very high on him. I, I think that, you know, Jets fans in particular, because uh, a, a lot of them get to watch him on a regular basis, they're like, you know, let's get this kid drafted. Let's get him in a Jets uniform. He seems like a perfect fit. He's got the size, the strength, and the skill to be a really high-end offensive player. Now, Geeky, he's an interesting one, right? Because in a lot of ways, Connor has elite hockey sense. He's got excellent vision. Uh, his distribution skills are phenomenal. Uh, you know, the closest I would say that, you know, the Jets have recently picked up is Cole Perfetti. Um Geeky's game is totally different, but I think that that cerebral nature, um, the ability to open up passing lanes that a lot of people would imagine are covered, uh, the vision and, and hockey sense to be aware of your, your your teammates' positions and execute on really difficult passes through coverages, they actually share those things in common. Where Geeky, I, I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant on, uh, is when you start looking at his mobility and how he involves himself in the play. So... Unlike Perfetti, who for me is a bona fide superstar creator, I think Geeky can be that kind of player, but he's not the primary driver. Oftentimes, it sounds like from from the the footage that I've been able to find, and from what people have uh, been able to scout from him over the past couple of months, Connor is a, a very good complementary player. Uh, if he's not the one being the direct puck carrier, you know he'll get himself into really good uh, you know offensive positions. He'll be a really good uh, middle middleman for puck management and for creating passing sequences, but oftentimes he's not the one being the primary driver. People have described him at times as being more of a passenger on his line, and that's kind of before you start talking about the skating, which skating for a guy of his size, it's challenging, right? Because on the one hand, yes, you can give him... Um, skating work. You can work on the power that he generates. You can try to make his stride more efficient, work on his crossovers and stuff. But I think what I noticed with Connor is that he just seemed a little bit sluggish. Uh, you know, that top gear, it's a little bit difficult for him to really break away from, from opposing defenders. Sometimes he can do it because at the WHL level, you know, you're not always facing the most elite opponents defending you. But uh, at the pro level, I feel like he's going to have to rely more on his physicality and size to shield the puck um, and fend off defenders, which uh, for Winnipeg, you know, I, I think it's not really an ideal situation. Geeky has a lot of the brain elements that I think you can't really teach, especially when it comes to positional awareness. Uh, he's got great vision, again, great passing ability, and he's got a great shot, to be honest. I mean, he can slap it really hard. Uh, his release is very quick um, and very powerful and very accurate. So in tight spaces, he's got the hand-eye coordination to pull off pretty great goals. I think that he's got a lot of things that would make him a very interesting and intriguing project. But for the Jets, I'm just not sure if he's really worth taking at 14th overall. I think 
he's kind of a swing for the fences pick, and I don't mean that in the best manner. I think that he's got a lot of work to do if he is to become a more uh, routine NHL player, and if his if his rough edges aren't rounded out, if his ability to participate in the play is not turned into something that's a little bit more impactful, you know, I think people are right about projecting where he fits into an NHL squad. He has the talent uh, and the technical skill of somebody who could be a top 10 uh, like prospect. But, you know, the reality is um, so many other elements of his game are just not quite there yet. And it's difficult to see how they would translate to the NHL level. But that doesn't mean that he can't. It's just right now he's still very raw. And I feel like unless there's a massive turnaround in his game, I, I don't know that he would be my personal choice. Um, now, Geeky, I do think, you know, later in the first round or even into the early second round would be more than fine. I just, I, I don't know based on what we're seeing with him so far, if, you know, top 15 is really the place for him. Back half of the first round makes more sense. And I think he would already be gone by then. But uh, 14th overall might be a little bit hard. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned, I think there are a couple of guys that I would be very interested in taking, and I'll talk about two of the particular names that I've circled uh, on my most wanted list at third or at fourteenth overall in just a little bit. But before we go any further, uh, like I said earlier, I did want to shout out our wonderful friends at Bet Online. They really do continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, you know, MMA and boxing fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Not into those sports? No problem. They've also got stuff like F1, IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, European football. I'm sure that they've basically got every sport under the sun. Um, but if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games so that everyone, no matter their interest, is covered. They really are your source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and so much more. Getting started couldn't be easier. Just head on over to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the latest action and sign up for a free account. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, talking about NHL prospects for Winnipeg to potentially draft at 14th overall. We've talked about a couple of guys in the past, mostly forwards. Uh, there are two defenders that I think are actually worth spotlighting, though. In particular, um, we've got Denton Matejchuk and Kevin Korczynski, and I don't know if either of these guys will be available when the Jets actually step up to the podium to draft, but let's just assume that at least one of them is. Um, before we talk about these two players, though, I did want to say thanks again for choos you know, choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. I highly recommend that you're also checking out our wonderful NHL uh, network. We've got podcasts for every team out there, and we also have Locked On Now and Locked On NHL giving you a higher level picture of the league, game recaps, and the most important takeaways every single day. That's you know, free to follow on all your favorite podcasting platforms. So again, Give our wonderful uh, colleagues a follow and a subscription. We really love and appreciate your support. Now, on to uh, a couple of guys that I think the Jets should be taking a look at and probably already are. Let's be honest. They're not, you know, not very dumb people, right? Uh, when it comes to drafting, you know, generally speaking, I feel like the Jets are among the best at doing this. I know that, unfortunately, a lot of their prospects haven't really turned into NHLers yet, but I don't know that that's... Um, necessarily a criticism of the prospects themselves than it is how the Jets have been run. I think that that latter part probably plays a little bit more of a bigger role with this. But 
looking at uh, the first guy, Kevin Korchinski, um, he's probably the safer pick and the one that would be considered a, a better all-around prospect because he's a very mature defender with really good edge work, uh, good mixture of size and, and uh, skating ability, and also just genuinely intelligent play. Uh, Kevin, from what I could find of him and from what the scouting reports indicate, is that you know, you've got a really great two-way defender who's very confident and assertive on the puck. He's happy to drift around the offensive zone, creating space, looking for um, passing and shooting lanes, and you know, chaperoning the whole sequence, right? Uh, somebody described him as kind of like a general on the back end, which you know, Winnipeg doesn't really have right now. Uh, in the past, they have had guys like Bufflin who could really command play um, and just dominate an offensive zone sequence. But in terms of uh, a prospect that the Jets could draft, Winnipeg hasn't had somebody like that in ages. Uh, Heinola would probably be the closest one, but I think we all know that Heinola's defensive game is a little bit more predicated on keeping the puck up the ice. Uh, Korchinski is a little bit more uh, well-rounded in his ability to be you know, patient. He's got defensive reads. He can intercept plays before they start breakouts. Um, there's more to his game that I think would make him an appealing option for most teams, looking for a guy who's probably closer to pro-ready. What I will say is that his offensive upside is definitely not in question. Korchinski has great stick handling, uh, very good passing and great vision. And I feel like among the blue liners out there, uh, he is definitely one of the most sought after picks from this year's class. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be gone before 14th overall. But, you know, assuming that he's there, I think that he would make a great choice for the Jets. And I think Winnipeg would be thrilled with him. The other guy that the Jets could take uh, is an interesting one for me because Winnipeg has had recently a, a bit of a run of these sorts of defenders. Uh, they're smaller, undersized guys who are just absolutely oozing offensive potential. And Denton Matejchuk is exactly that kind of guy. Uh, Matejchuk, I don't know, when you're looking for a guy who's just absolute dynamite when he's in possession, uh, you know, Korchinski's occasionally flashy and he's certainly gotten a, a lot of skill uh, and technique to pull off some great goals um, and great passes and stuff. But I think Matejchuk, for me, almost plays like a fourth uh, attacker out there. Um, he's constantly pulling off these no-look passes, threading the needle through multiple defenders, uh, kind of like Korchinski and uh, Geeky. Again, that passing and vision is just top-notch. And he's so fast when he's in possession that it allows him to create space and get into really dangerous shooting areas. Uh, he loves kind of creating rebound opportunities, driving from the wings to hit off of goalies and look for uh, uh, either a redirection off the pads for his, his line mates or just setting up a, a beautiful cross slot pass. Um, he's also totally not afraid to take the shot himself, which creates great opportunities. Uh, he also has scored quite a few opportunities himself. Uh, Matejchuk is very interesting, though, because I feel like uh, his defensive game is really about disruption. You know, he's not going to be winning battles in front of the net uh, or along the walls. What he wants to do is instead intercept plays and cut him off, which is kind of something to what we used to see with Toby Enstrom. I don't think that he's really on that level of defender. I mean, we're talking about with Enstrom. Um, you know, Enstrom was probably one of the best defensive defenders out there. Uh, his stick handling and, and puck handling you know, they didn't really jump out at you, but what you're what you're actually looking for with him was an ability to just sort of block passing lanes, occupy space, and make sure that shots never got through. And that's what Enstrom did super well. With Matejchuk, you've got a more active defender who's going to be skating across those lanes and trying to pick off uh, opposing skaters. 
And I think that, that I think that that makes him a very interesting option for a team that favors aggression um, and a really fast press. So if the Jets would be willing to take a chance on Matejchuk, I think that he has a lot of potential as an extremely active player um, and somebody who could really QB a power play too. Um, not just at even strength. I think he's got lots of tools that make him super exciting. And again, Winnipeg doesn't have enough of this. Is he a pure defensive defender? Absolutely not. You're not looking for a guy who's going to be overly physical and really strong in uh, pressuring opposing skaters. Instead, this guy's kind of like a mosquito buzzing around, creating opportunities and looking for those chances to cause absolute havoc and uh, exact his price. So in that respect, I think he's a dynamite prospect. Um, again, with him, Korchinski, you, you really can't go wrong with either of them. Uh, but I'd be curious to know what you feel. Maybe you're actually really a big Connor Geeky fan and you think my assessment and the assessment of others is crazy. Be sure to let me know at your Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. I did want to take this time now to transition to one more topic for tonight. Uh, I did want to talk about the current uh, NHL playoffs and talk about uh, what for tonight will be in a, a really critical game seven for the Jets. Obviously, <laughs> we're not in it, right? But, you know, we do have some stuff and some skin in the game with what could be another first round pick for Winnipeg if the Rangers are able to pull this off. We'll also preview the first game of uh, round two and talk about or round three and talk about what happened at the end of round two between Colorado and uh, St. Louis in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight's episode with some thoughts on a. Uh, well, the tail end of round two and the beginning of round three for the NHL playoffs. Obviously, last week we basically had um, <clears throat> St. Louis and Colorado conclude their series, which uh, the Blues, as you probably expected, they got knocked out. Colorado was just too overwhelming, and despite a pretty valiant effort from the Blues, ultimately they ended up losing in the very last uh, few seconds of game number five or six it was. Uh, I think it was game six. And... You know, St. Louis, I, I think you could just feel all of the air get sucked out of the arena. Uh, this one, I believe, was Darren Helm scoring with like eight seconds left in regulation to win it and win the series, which, you know, is a pretty fair result. Uh, the combined efforts of Billy Huso and Jordan Bennington weren't really enough to mask a team that just really couldn't keep up. Um, Colorado is just better than everyone, and I think that is obvious to anyone who's ever seen this team. There just aren't many out, you know, there aren't many outfits out there that can keep up with Colorado, and there shouldn't be. The Avs are built for speed, counters, uh, high-end offensive skill, and I, I really struggle to see many teams that have matched their build and their their draft pool, which has just really fueled this ultimate squad with McKinnon at the helm. Um, but you know, the Blues they gave it their all. Now we get what I think a lot of people were really hoping for, which is McDavid versus McKinnon, which for me. A very interesting series. Um, I think Colorado should definitely take it at the end of the day. But, you know, McKinnon, uh, he's been good, right? But I think if you look at what McDavid has done in this postseason, McDavid has just basically carried the Oilers. Um, I don't know that we've seen an individual skater performance like McDavid's in the postseason in forever uh, or maybe ever. I mean, he's pacing for like all-time scoring numbers and points records in the postseason, which is just crazy, especially in this modern era. What he has done with Dreisaitl to basically haul the Oilers through the playoffs, never really seen anything like it. So, you know, I, as much as I do think the Oilers are very much outgunned in this series, I just can't quite count them out yet because they've gotten through Calgary, they've gotten through L.A., 
now they're going to face their greatest test yet. And, you know, with the playoffs, all you got to do is get four wins, just four. If they can pull it off, <laughs> uh, man, we're never going to hear the end of it as Jets fans. But, uh, yeah, let's just hope that uh, we don't have to put up with that because that would kind of suck in a way. Now, what I do think we're all hoping for is for the Rangers to win game seven and uh, fend off Tampa, which, you know, this is or not Tampa. Um, they have to face. Oh, my gosh. Who is it? Uh, the Hurricanes, which, you know, Carolina has been a very decent squad. But I think at some point, you know, maybe there are limitations in their game that are holding them back a little bit. Uh, Carolina, if they had gone through Tampa, I think Tampa probably would have won. The Rangers are a little bit more of a sketchier bet. But uh, with how the Rangers played in game number six, uh, really just tearing the Canes apart and getting some great saves from Shesterkin. Yeah, you know, maybe the Jets are finally going to get that first round pick. I can't believe this is actually going to happen uh, or is even possible. I mean, I don't think any of us, to be honest, really expected the Rangers to go this far. Um, but the fact that, you know, Winnipeg has this chance and that there could be uh, an opportunity for them to actually come away with the first rounder. Let me let me pull up the uh, the actual trade itself for the Jets. Uh, this for Winnipeg, I think, you know, a conditional pick that actually favors them. I mean, I'm just I'm really shocked that Winnipeg kind of got away with this. Uh, I, I know that this deal was obviously um, a very big one for the Jets since Andrew Kopp went the other way. But yeah, you know, a, a second round pick getting you know converted to a 2022 first rounder. Yeah, I think Winnipeg would be thrilled with that. Um, you know, maybe we can actually get more than just uh, Matejak or Kaczynski. Maybe somebody like Brad Lambert would fall to the Jets. I think the Rangers pick is pretty decently towards the back end, so I don't know if Winnipeg would hold on to this pick or not. Uh, I think the, the the Rangers currently have 24th overall. Uh, I don't know if this is explicitly the pick that would get swapped around. Uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens with this, but Let's just hope that the Rangers pull off game number seven. Uh, it'll be tonight again. I'm sure we're all going to be watching it. Go Rangers, go, I guess. Can't believe I'm saying that. I live in Baltimore, and just the thought of ever saying that for uh, a lot of us is probably just very nasty. But you know what? We're going to roll with it. Be curious to know if you're out rooting for the Rangers, though. Let me know at HL Living Local and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. If the Rangers do advance, do you think that they've got a chance against Tampa Bay? Personally, uh, I would say probably not, um, but we've all been surprised by the postseason so far. You never know what could happen. Again, like I said with the Oilers, it's just four games. Um, a very brutally difficult four games, mind you, but four games nonetheless. But uh, again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Throughout the rest of the week, we'll probably have some additional uh, prospect ramblings and discussions, especially for the potential second round or the, the second pick. If it remains a second rounder, we'll talk about who's available there. Same for if it converts to a first rounder. Let's hope the Jets get two first rounders because that would just be so dope. Um, but again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and, and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!